Ooh, welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. So, um, hey Griff, let's, uh, why don't we just do a little, uh, a little clink? A little clink? Okay. A little clink of the glass? Yeah. Uh, I have a can. Uh, oh, a, a, a little clink of the, uh, of the, of the drinking vessel? Wait, I have a real glass right here. Right oh, now. okay. Ready? And... I'll pour a little, I'll pour a little drink into Ooh, wait, it. wait, wait, do it in front of the microphone. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So I'll we pour can... the, oh shit, hang on. Here, I can do this now, because I got a fresh one. All right. Nice. Let's get that glass pouring ASMR. I don't hear it, but I'm sure that the the phone. I'm sure the mic picked it up. Okay, cool. I've got some soda. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, clink. Oh, oh, okay, that's better. Okay, ready? <laughs> Three, wait, no. Yeah, okay. Three, two, one. <laughs> that's, hey, gonna, that's gonna be audio poison. <laughs> that was gonna be great. Oh, yeah, I needed to mm. open that beer. Very there good. was definitely beer in this glass previously that I just poured soda into. Oh, no. <laughs> That's unfortunate. That's fine. I have the rest of it in the can. Um, goodness me. Hi, everyone. Listeners, shoppers, loved ones. Um, welcome to another episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I am Griffin. And I am Zach. And, um, you know, here we are, ready to do an- another episode for you. Yeah. Very excited. Hey, cheers to you, listeners. Oh, oh, yeah, wait one second. Okay, here we go. Three, two, yeah, one. Th- All right. I, I hit it like four times. <laughs> like, work. Editor Griff, make a uh, Having a day. <laughs> uh, we are back with, yes, another episode of Pet Shop Goodness. Diving into some new territory a little bit. Um, our friends over at Cobalt Press have recently released the uh, Tome of Beasts Volume 2. And I believe, I say recently, I actually don't know when they uh, dropped it. But I do believe I've seen that there's a Kickstarter already in place for Tome of Beasts 3. Oh shit, they are uh, um, on that grind right now. Yeah, um, if you've we've we've covered Tome of Beasts in previous episodes. I think it's super fun. I think it's super creative. They do. There's a lot of really like unique abilities and cool lore tie-ins for things. And we're just gonna do um, a nice as we as we crack this book open. I decided. We decided. Let's cut the bullshit and let's find those big boys. So what I hear is that we're going big today. Big Boys Volume Six. Oh man, Big Boys Six. The Biglier and the Badlier. Oh, that's Ooh. really good. Hey, there we go. Big Boys Six got some big shoes to fill. Big Boys Six, Bigum and Bagum. By God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Big Boys Six. Legends. I like that. Hey, they're pretty good, pretty legendary. Make it Big, make it like a like a, any video game title released in the past five years. It's pretty good. Big boy six. Don't you go talking about my big boys. <laughs> big boy six gonna take you out back with my big boys. Ooh shit! And that way, it's either like we're gonna beat you up, or it's maybe also a good name for for like a porno. Yeah. Cracking open a cold one with the big boy six. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like go. a pawn on six that we can do. You know, there's like... Um, um, pick up. I'm thinking like, you know, they did like two fast, two furious. Yeah. Six big, six boys. <laughs> well, not, but we're only doing four boys, so... Six big plus four boys equals ten out of ten. Yeah, the, uh, the sl- rating for the slash episode. five days, <laughs> like Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> like Kingdom Hearts. Yes, <laughs> but anyway, let's let's uh, we're gonna be revisiting the big boys. Yeah. These, of course, are any friends of size category, huge or larger. Uh, so let's open up this new beast book and and just get to it. Awesome. So first and foremost, we've got the Alpamac. 
A A L P A M A C Alpamac. Oh. Oh. Oh, indeed. <laughs> I intentionally decided to not look at these beforehand. It's I pretty this, great. I would call this a Wolverine trout. It's yeah. Yep. <laughs> A chimeric beast with the body of a massive trout in the front claws and head of a fierce wolverine I bursts <laughs> up from the icy water. Its eyes glow with a lamp lambent. Ooh. Ooh heard this new word, word time. New words. Yeah, hey, yeah. I, I love finding new words. Uh lambent, literary, of light or fire, glowing, gleaming, or flickering with a soft radiance. Hey, thanks, Griff. Yeah. Its eyes glow with a lambent green light, and the air around it bends and distorts as if viewed through a thick lens. Whoa. Huh. Yeah, I can see that in the art now. Oh, yeah. It's like got like, um, it's like that active camouflage shit you yeah. see in like Halo. It's pretty cool. Hungry Overreach. Lake Monsters. The Alpamac is a dangerous freshwater predator native to lakes and rivers. Yes. I love these things. Yes. I'm, like, I'm like, this thing's so fucking cool. Yes, this is like an Appalachian cryptid. Yeah. While primarily a water-dwelling monster, the Alpamac can haul itself onto shore with its front claws and does so to attack prey, drinking or moving at the water's edge. While not evil, the Alpamac is a ravenous and territorial creature, ranging over an area of up to a dozen miles in search of fresh meat. Alpamacs are not picky about what they consume, and even attack large boats if sufficiently hungry. They are solitary creatures and tolerate others of their kind only during mating season. These things are so cool. Yeah, uh, going off the, the, the cryptid thing, local legends. Ah, an Alpamac that terrorizes the same lake or river for many years often develops a reputation among the locals of the area, particularly those living uh, along the body of water in question. I'm really, I'm really on the same vibe as these oh writers. God, right now. I'm really into this. We picked a good one to start with. This is choice as hell. Inevitably, this gives rise to a number of stories exaggerating the size, ferocity, disposition, or powers of the Alpamac. These stories often give Alpamax names that highlight their most prominent features or are specific to the area in which they live, such as Chompo or <laughs> the Heron Lake Monster. <laughs> I had a red ahead a little bit, and I was trying really hard not to laugh at Chompo. Chompo! <laughs> Holy shit. See, Chapo seems like the friendly, like, kids cartoon version. It's like, yeah. have you seen Chompo? It's like, I'm going to go out. behind like, you. Hey, yeah, I'll be back. I'm just going to go catch some fish down at the lake. And some old man is just like, you be wary. Down in, under the depths of the lake lives Chompo. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry. Did you just say Chompo? Uh, like, yes, he's taken my left arm and my right big toe from me. How did he like, get just the big toe, Grandpa? Well, I was, uh, I, 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 I was drunk. And I was frankly, um... Grandpa, you're tired. always drunk. B bollocks. Honestly, uh, we're worried about you. Anyway. Anyway, watch out for Chopo, bye! <laughs> Hello, Grandpa. These stories also make the Alpamac the target of adventurers and trophy hunters, most of whom either do not locate the beast or fall vic victim to it. Oh, yeah. So let's take a look at this stat block, shall we? Oh, my God. So it's a huge monstrosity unaligned. Uh, it's got a pretty beefy armor class, 16, 136 nice. hit points. It has a 15-foot move speed on land, which, like... It just... God, God, yeah, it, it, just it's... dragging itself across the dirt. Yeah. Oh, God, what's the, the, the phrase for, like, when you're swimming like that, and you're just doing it with the arms? There's I don't a, know. There's a phrase for it. I can't remember what it is now. Term for arm swimming. For arms swimming. Side stroke? No, that's side Front stroke. Front crawl. No. It's fine. Uh, we we can we can just doggy move Doggy paddle. I'm moving um we're moving on. It does have right. a, a fifty foot swim speed though. So this bitch is fast. Yeah. Don't uh, fight this thing in the water. It's got a very high uh, con save. Strength of twenty one. Damn. It's got an ins of two. It's a beast, beast territory. Yeah, beast territory. Uh, let's see. Dark vision up to 60 feet. Got a very pretty good passive perception, and it's resistant to cold. Nice. 
Yeah, CR7, pretty good. Uh, it can breathe air and water, so it's got that good amphibious trait. But yes, this is the thing I've been, I, was, I, was, I was excited about. So the distance distortion aura. Whoa. The presence of an Alpamac distorts the vision of creatures within 60 feet of it. Each creature that starts its turn in that area must succeed on a DC 15 wisdom saving throw or be unable to correctly judge the distance between itself and its surroundings until the start of its next turn. So it throws off your it throws off your depth perception. <laughs> That's that cobalt press stank that they yeah. put on all these creatures. I love that. An affected creature has disadvantage on attack rolls and on wisdom perception checks that rely on sight, and it can't move more than half its speed on its turn. I'm assuming because you sit there and you're like, uh, yeah, it's like uh, how how far is the ground from me, which I think is great. On a successful save, uh, the creature is immune to the out. I almost said alpacas to the Alpha Max <laughs> distance distortion aura for the next 24 hours. Creatures with blind sight, tremor sense, or true sight are unaffected by this trait. Otherwise, on its turn, it's got a multi attack. It makes three attacks: one with its Damn. bite, two with its claws. Its bite, ooh, that's beefy. Plus eight to hit. Two d10 plus two d10 plus five piercing. Uh, melee is plus eight to hit. Two d6 plus five. So this thing could rip you apart. Yeah, that that could in fact kill a wizard. Oh yeah, this thing could kill a level seven wizard. Yeah, pretty easily. Like that's like like if it bared down, not to be confused, because it kind of looks like a bear. Um, if it really bared down, really wolverine down. If it really wolverines down on a wizard, it would definitely kill it. Um, yes, I love the little thing of the little thing of attack rolls that rely on sight, because. In my head as a player, that would open me, if I was playing like, you know, a, like, a, like a ranger or something, that would open me up to the idea of like, can I close my eyes and like try to listen for it and make my yeah. attacks based off that? And if, I think a fun DM, that gives the DM a lot of opportunities to be like, yeah, sure, like make a perception check. Let's see how well you do. Uh, like it, it, it can spark some creative ways yeah. to fight this thing. As per usual, my brain is going to what other type of Alpamec-esque Oh. hybrids can we make like a, um, the, the one other front half of an animal yeah. and back half of a, a mammal and a fish yeah what, okay. what combination of mammal slash fish could we do and how unholy can we make this <laughs> in our um, experience rather and my first one is a uh a shrew and a goldfish <laughs> <laughs> a little ippy bibby alphabet yeah, it's a little ippy bibby yeah um, let's see, a, uh, like a skunk. Oh, that'd be so good. And like a, um, like a swordfish. Oh, like a marlin? Like a really fast skunk. Oh, nice! <laughs> um, a, uh, anteater. So an aardvark. Ooh. Are aardvarks and anteaters the same thing? I think they're slightly different. I'm not right. sure. Oh, this first thing I literally typed R A A into Google. It is R R Vark Uh There are they are different. There are four different types of anteaters and only one type of Ardvark. Oh, there you go. So yes, an anteater. The the ones with the big tails, you know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about? Yeah, yeah, the big the big poofy tail. So one yeah. of those. Um which is that really long snoot and then the the mm -hmm tongue um and uh the back end of does it have to be a fish or does it can it be an aquatic creature i would say based on this it's got to be a fish it's got to be a fish now do, yeah. do, or do we classify aquatic mammals like whales or and or dolphins as fish i'm willing to play in the space with you I'm willing to play in the space okay I, I just wanted to keep that in mind um a eater and so like an ant no, no 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 i was just curious uh the parameters that we are mm -hmm. putting on this um and a Let's say a, um, oh god, what is it? A blue tang. You know what Dory is? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got that, anteaters kind of have that long front, but then it's just got the yeah. little, like, fat ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a elephant and a I, orca whale. I was also going to say <laughs> something with elephant to make it just absurdly huge. Yeah, orca um, whale, baby. A rhinoceros and a moray eel. Ooh. That's a very squiggly rhinoceros. Rhino eel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh man, that's very good. Let's uh, last one uh, that yeah. I've got is a sloth, oh. and a Mako shark. Because <laughs> <laughs> Mako sharks, I believe, are the fastest of the sharks. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you have the slowest of the mammals. <laughs> so, so the so back end, really, so the back it's end's a going really average speed. Well, no, because the back end's going like just yeah. going through the with the water, but meanwhile, its front ends are like <laughs> <laughs> the front half and the back half do not know how to work together. No, they to do like not know strike. How to, it, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, no, the the tail's going like quadruple the time that the arms are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. The, t- the arms just kind of, like, get flung back. Yeah, like, like, they, like, they like, like Superman. Like Naruto running. Yeah, Naruto running. <laughs> Stop Naruto swims. Naruto. <laughs> ah, yes, the famed Naruto swimming shark sloth. Yes. The, was the village hidden beneath the waves? <laughs> <coughs> really good. Uh, but God, I love known I love Alpha Max, otherwise known as Chompo. This is one of those things where I want to like make a D and D game that's just a literal monster of the week thing. Like, oh let's yeah, let's just fight different monsters. I mean, but and... like this would be a good like you know because because what so a, a a your your difficulty class for like a um your CR for a creature mm-hmm. it's what five of that level four I think it's four have I to be. So. So yeah, so like, four level sevens. So like, if you had a party of like six, this would be like a good like maybe like level five. Like, yeah, let's go find an Alpamac. They're very I'm cool. ride that Alpamac. I love this thing. Like, no, it's really I want cool. one for you me. See, you don't see enough things with just like where half of it's just a regular fish. Yeah. <laughs> It really is, though. There's, there's nothing, aside from that distance distortion thing, that's literally just the front half of a wolverine and the back half of a trout. And it's that's really it. big, and its eyes glow. And that's the only <laughs> that's difference. <laughs> that's the only difference. And it's going to destroy you. Oh, God, they're so fucking cool. Love it. Love it to death. But yeah, oh. Alpamax, that's, that's it rad uh very fun creature let's let's uh, now for something completely different and now for something um, completely different hey zach we've been so we've been playing a lot of apex legends recently we have we have and based on that what is the one thing you know about me uh that griffin loves tree i'd like to introduce you to the willow haunt oh god it just like it's a tree okay that, and that's all I know about it so far. Oh, okay. I just, I love I'm trees. assuming from its name that it's a haunted willow. It's probably a spooky tree. Okay, uh, let's hit the spooky tree, baby. The ghostly image of a healthy willow overlays a smaller tree composed of bones. <laughs> Yuck. Piles of bones litter the ground at its base. The first header here simply says death tree. Death tree, the tree of death. It was a death tree! It was a death tree! When victims of murder or other violent deaths die in view of an otherwise healthy willow tree, their spirits flock to the tree. This destroys the willow and causes it to return as a mockery of a living tree. The willow haunt projects an image of its former appearance to put creatures at ease, at least long enough to convince them to approach. The second header is Thirst for Blood! Nice! Willow haunts thrive best in blood-soaked soil. Gotta they love incite it. murderousness in those who come near by telepathically whispering conspiracies about a creature's allies. Yeah! That's awful. Yeah! I love it! <laughs> it might be because I made a magic sword once that did something kind of similar, uh, but I love this. The Willow Haunts encourage their victims to make small sacrifices to the Willows, ensuring the Willow Haunts' soil remains bloody. Nice. That's awful. They are, Zach, attractive to death cults. <laughs> uh, tell me more about that. Well, Zach, you see, swamp-based death cults cherish the discovery of a Willow Haunt and sacrifice victims to create a grove of Willow Haunts. Awful. Awful. I like just the phrase "swamp based death cult." That's swamp like based. A, that's a band can, name. That's a band name, definitely. Swamp based death cult. 
uh, perversely. We're swamp based death cult. <laughs> <laughs> perversely, uh, Willow Haunt prefers blood shed by unwilling creatures and demands the cultists bring victims it can force into a fight. Oh my god. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Uh, and because it's a tree and it's undead, the Willow Haunt doesn't require air, food, drink, or sleep, though apparently it likes blood. So, this is a huge undead, uh, neutral evil, has a 14 armor class, 90 hit points. It has a speed of 20 feet, Zach. Huh? So, whether that means it, like, uproots itself and skitters across the ground or whatever, I don't know. But, here we are. Horrified. Uh... Plus three strength, plus four charisma, minus one intelligence. Yo, put this tree on a fucking dating show, am I right? <laughs> Who wants to marry the, the, the willow hunt? The death tree! But I enjoy long walks on the beach. <laughs> what do you enjoy, Tiffany? Uh, um, <laughs> Just like completely paralyzed in fear. It's pretty good. Uh, damage resistances to lightning and non-magical physical attacks, uh, immune to poison and necrotic, immune to charm, exhaustion, frightened, and poisoned, dark vision of 60 feet, has telepathy of 60 feet. Its abilities as has something called living projection. The willow haunt's skeletal form is covered with a magical illusion that makes it look like a living willow tree. The willow haunt can use a bonus action to dismiss the illusion at, uh, until the end of its next turn. The changes brought by this illusion hold up to physical inspection. For example, oh, excuse me, fail to hold up to, I was about to say, holy shit, but no, they fail to hold up to physical inspection. For example, the willow haunt's trunk appears to be made of bark, but someone touching it would feel the tree's polished bones. Otherwise, a creature must take an action to visually inspect the illusion and succeeds on a DC 20 investigation check to discern the true appearance. Damn. uh, it can make two multi-attacks uh, with a slam, plus six to hit ten Come on, a slam! <laughs> Does 1d12 plus three bludgeoning, plus 2d6 necrotic. Damn, that'll fuck you up. And it's two other fun special abilities. One's called Provoke Murder. Provoke Murder. The Willow Haunt chooses up to two creatures it can see within 30 feet. Each creature must succeed on a DC 15 wisdom save or be overcome with murderous intent for one minute. That's... While overcome with murderous intent, a creature has advantage on melee attack rolls. Oh god, and is compelled to kill creatures within 30, free, uh, within 30 feet of the Willow Haunt. The creature is unable to distinguish friend from foe and must attack the nearest creature other than the Willow Haunt each turn. Um, if no other creature is near enough, to move and attack, it stalks off in a random direction, seeking a new target to drag within 30 feet of the Willow Haunt. The creature can repeat the save on the end of its turn, uh, ending the effect on a success. Wow! <laughs> Holy fuck. Wow! That's so cool! Holy shit, dude. It's like a, it's like a haunted battle royale tree. That's awful! <laughs> That's so cool. Holy cow, dude. I'm in love with this I'm book. horrified. <laughs> and of course I'm going to remember this for if I ever run again. Yeah, bud. Uh, its last ability is called Whispers of Madness. Uh, it's a recharge ability. Recharges on a 5 or a 6 on a d6 roll. The Willow Haunt whispers into the minds of nearby creatures. Each creature within 30 feet that the Willow Haunt chooses must make a DC 15 wisdom save on a failure. Holy shit. They take 4d8 psychic damage and are afflicted with short-term madness. Which, I'm very familiar with short-term madness because I used it all through the end of our last Scarsvale campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a success, the creature takes half damage and isn't afflicted. Oh my god. If a saving throw fails by five or more, a creature's afflicted with long-term madness. Which is, like, character-changing stuff. That's an autobiography name. Long-term, what, long-term madness? madness? Yeah. <laughs> a creature afflicted with madness caused by the Willow Haunt has disadvantage on its saving throw against the Willow Haunt's provoke murder. Motherfucker! <laughs> no way! This thing is so twisted! I love it! Wow! All right, so as big boys, while we've read through this, I think we can both agree these things are horrible. Yeah, 
So why don't we try our darndest to make this great? You're talking about a rousing game of, but what if it wasn't? But what if it wasn't? Um, so instead, it's a sycamore friend. Or a willow jaunt. And it's a tree <laughs> that everyone comes to dance around. <laughs> I'm, into, I'm into willow jaunts. Willow jaunts. So in, instead of provoke murder, it's like provoke vibes. Provoke like, vibes. <laughs> uh, yeah. or, it's like a, or it's like a Cupid thing where it's like, hey, you two should really get to know each other. Oh, yeah. Mm. Provo- provoke flirting. <laughs> what's the um? What's the projection and what's the actual thing? Oh, um, I do want to throw out whispers of radness as well. <laughs> um, the project- it's, just, it's really it's really self encouraging. It's like, hey, that dance move you did just now oh, looks so, real so tight. fucking rad. Really rad. You should do it again. Um, it's living protect- projection. I think that it still looks like a normal tree. Mm-hmm. Because people can't handle how nice it is. So, like, if it like you actually saw through it, yeah. God, your mind would be blown with just how cool the tree is. So like, it's got to, like, dress down. It's got to dress down because it would, like, honestly, it would make everyone else feel bad. Like, there's, like, a half pipe in it somehow. Like, how? <laughs> I have no idea. That's so rad. It's so rad, you guys. This yeah, tree ever- just exudes radness. It's just everyone comes. It's like a solstice thing where everyone comes to dance around the willow jaunt. The willow jaunt. It's like a really like just debauched time. Oh during yeah, the solstice. Yeah, it, 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 it gets a little horny. We have to say. There's probably still some like sacrifices, but not yeah. like human sacrifices. Just to, like in that old older sort of like pagan way. Yeah. Sure. Like yeah, you gotta you know a rabbit's gotta go, but like. Yeah, you know it's like. You got you got your fires and your candles and your incenses and everyone's dancing topless and just like having just a but like wearing like those cool like masks made out of like bones and shit. Oh yeah, like huh. just major just like heavy pagan ritual vibes. Yeah, the Willow John. Hey, we did a pretty good job. I think we did a really good job. I didn't think it was gonna work out that well, but here we are. It's that it's that you know it's the ring of the grammarian. Just change one letter and yeah. see how rad it becomes. There we go, Willow John. Yeah, Is that how you spell jaunt? J a u n t. Yeah, like a jaunt. Like nice. a jaunt. Nice. Like go me. Instead of yeah. neutral evil, it's um... well. Well, see, that's the thing because it, it seems that Z- Zafir Shenastilith has used his command line yet again. <laughs> yet again. Yet again. Uh, because yeah, he definitely changed that to Willow John. He's like, oh, this is horrible. I need to uh, <laughs> make this a little hotter. <laughs> Just to make a little bit of a hotter tree. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Nice, nice, nice. Awesome. So Willow Willow Hunt. I almost called a Willow Jaunt again. What are you talking about? That's what it's called. It's Willow Jaunt. It will yeah. always be a Willow Jaunt now. It's just a Willow Jaunt. Oh god. Until I until I run a swamp themed horror game. Oh god. Really? Mm. And it, like and like I know we're used to playing in big parties of like D and stuff. Yeah. But like with a four person party, that provoke murder thing will ruin you. It could it could it could ne- not TPK. You would be left with the one person who did the murdering. Yeah. I saw I, I saw that on TikTok once. It was like, TPKs are boring. Instead, kill the entire party, except for one person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give that one it. person ample opportunity to run away and rebuild. And, and and have to live their lives haunted by the fact that all their friends died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, ad break? Ad break! <laughs> Tired of normal, ordinary pet litter? Afraid to take the plunge on buying that Bahir because you're worried about those massive dukes? Your Pegasus too noble for a litter box? Then do we have the product for you, Litteraline. This magically enchanted pet litter emits a scent that matches the alignment of you or your pet. It magically replaces all pet stink with a personalized scent just for your alignment. Or for those picky pets, it will produce a scent so enticing they'd be ashamed not to do their business there. Maybe your nightmare steed needs a little taste of home? Try Neutral Evil Brimstone. Coatal Assistant keeps banishing its droppings to your pillow? Try Lawful Good Clean Linen. Alignments vary between pet and owner? Can't go wrong with True Neutral New Car. Or maybe your pet doesn't care and you just need something to cover that stench. Then Chaotic Neutral Bacon Grease is the litter for you. In addition... Litteraline auto-magically cleans itself every 24 hours, and you can change scents at any time with our convenient take-home transcendation packs. Call 1-800-PET-SHOP and start realigning the way your pet does business. Litteraline, a scent for all kinds. 
All right, oh. folks. So uh, we got we got some more stuff to dive into. I so also this... didn't look at this one in advance, so I'm excited. Oh, to see it's it. it's pretty gross, my man. All right. So this is the Amicuk, spelled A hyphen M I hyphen K U K. Oh. Amicuk. Oh. Crimson slime covers the this ungainly creature. Its tiny black eyes sit in an abnormally large head, and dozens of sharp teeth fill its small mouth. Its limbs end in large grasping claws that look strong enough to crush the life out of a bear. I don't know how to describe this thing. It is um a it's kinda got the build like the build of like a very meaty toad. Yeah, it's like got those toad legs. But like it doesn't have the big toad eyes and it's got like ma- a big evil beluga head. Kinda. It's got a big evil beluga head, yeah. Um and yeah, a its big eyes old are small. Mean, nasty face. It does have a big old mean nasty face. Uh but yeah, and then instead of like the big wide frog mouth, it's got like a very small mouth, but it's got like a lot of teeth in it. And it's just got some big, meaty claws up front. Little nasty grouper mouth. Big, meaty (laughs) claws. How does the book describe this thing? The Hidden Terror. Ah, right. The dreaded Amicook is a terrifying creature that feasts on any who venture into the bleak and icy expanses of the world. Amicooks prowl the edges of isolated communities, snatching those careless enough to wander too far from camp. They also submerge themselves beneath frozen waters, coming up from below to grab and strangle lone fishermen. Mm. Killers, literally. But don't worry, there's hope. Because they have a fear of flames. Okay, good. I thought "Don't worry, there's hope" was in the in the text edition. No, that was me adding it to you know inspire yeah, hope yeah, in everyone. Yeah. Oh, thank God! Amicooks have a deathly fear of fire, and anyone using fire against one has a good chance of making it flee in terror, even if the fire user would otherwise be outmatched. Cool. Amicooks are not completely at the mercy of this fear, however, and lash out with incredible fury if cornered by someone using fire against them. Hmm. So essentially, if they can get away, they're going to. But like, if you back them into the corner, they're going to be real pissed. Yeah, you gotta be very careful. That's cool. They do have unknown origins. Cool. Emmy cooks are not natural creatures and contribute little to the ecosystems in which they live. The monsters are never seen together, and some believe them to be a single monster, an evil spirit made flesh that appears whenever a group of humans have angered the gods. Oh. Emmy cooks have no known allies and viciously attack any creatures that threaten them, regardless of the foe's size or power. Hmm. Hey, Griff. Yeah. What did the Amicook say when you asked um, why it's getting a divorce? Amicook. <laughs> That's not as bad as your I am Fada joke. <laughs> I am Fada. <laughs> which I think of regularly because I made that, I made that audiogram yeah. uh, for it. So that, that lives... <laughs> That wasn't as bad as that, but that wasn't not your finest work, my friend. Because it's like I am. Yeah, he's calling himself a cuck. He's a cuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Look, some people are into that. Hey, I'm I'm proud of my joke. Uh, so these be uh, huge aberrations, chaotic evil. They, they be nasty. They, they be nasty. <laughs> Uh, 14 armor class with natural armor, 150 hit points, 30 foot uh, normal speed, 20 foot burrow speeds, 40 foot swim speed. Yucky. So these things can kind of go everywhere. Good when athletics, perception, and stealth. They're resistant to acid and blood, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing for non-magical attacks. Immune to cold, paralyzed, restrained. Ooh. Uh, Dark vision to 60, tremor uh, sense for 30, and a passive perception of 15, which is pretty good. Um, and it understands common, but can't speak it. That's interesting. That's very interesting. It's got a dex of 8, too. Like, it's got a pretty beefy strength, but its yeah. dex is kind of shit. Those toad legs aren't doing you really much. Yeah, much that's fair. There. Uh, it can hold its breath up to 30 minutes. 
cool. Uh, the fear of fire. The Ami Cook is afraid of fire, and it won't move toward any fiery or burning objects. If presented forcefully with a flame, or if it is dealt fire damage, the Ami Cook must succeed on a DC 13 wisdom saving throw or become frightened until the end of its next turn. After it has been frightened by a specific source of fire, such as the Burning Hand spell, the Amicook can't be frightened by the same source again for 24 hours. Interesting. Um, and it has icy slime. Oh. The Amicook's body is covered in a layer of greasy, ice-cold slime that grants it the benefits of freedom of movement. Ah! <laughs> In addition, a creature that touches the Amicook or hits it with a melee attack within five feet of it takes seven or 2d6 cold damage from the freezing slime. A creature grappled by an Amicook takes this damage at the start of each of its turns. I was wondering what all this stuff on it was because I couldn't tell if it was like body was weirdly segmented, like it just no. had a ton of abs. Well, it says it says at the, the, the top of its uh, uh, flavor that crimson slime covers its ungainly, uh, this oh, ungainly just... creature. I was too distracted by its its visage. It's a visage. Uh, its actions, it's got that multi-attack. It can make one bite slash one with its grasping claw. Mm. Uh, its bite plus eight to hit, 2d6 plus five piercing damage. That grap- grasping claw uh, plus eight to hit, 3d8 plus five bludgeoning, and the target Ooh. is grappled. Uh, escape- uh, so it just gets grappled, no save. Yeah. But then it can escape on a DC 16. Uh, it has two grasping claws, each of which can grapple only one target at a time. So it can be holding two people. And whilst that happens, they're taking 2d6 cold damage at the top of every round. That's rough. That's pretty great. And then it can strangle people. <laughs> the no! Amicook strangles one creature grappled by it. The target must succeed on a DC 16 strength save. On a failure, the target takes 27 or 6d8 bludgeoning damage, can't breathe, speak, or cast spells, and begins suffocating. Oh On a success, the target takes half the bludgeoning damage and is no longer grappled until well, the hey. strangled. Yeah. Until this uh, strangling grapple ends, escape DC 16, the target takes 13 or D8 bludgeoning damage Jesus. at the start of each of its turns. The Amicuck can strangle up to two uh, medium or smaller creatures or one large creature at a time. So if you're being strangled by it, do you take the strangle damage and the goo damage at the same, like, do you take yep. all of that? You would take all of that in theory. Motherfucker. Yeah, man. And, like, if I were evil and running this thing, I would have it grapple two people and then dive into the icy cold water. Oh, like, yeah. That would be so rude, bud. Uh like this, this thing, thing feels just like a big stupid ambush predator. It is. It, uh, it's they. The, you know, the big sound happens. They go close to the edge of the ice to see what happens. The two big oh. claws go and pull them in. And like it has a burrow speed too, so it can come at you from come like under out of the ice. Yeah, from underwater. Jesus Murphy. So it's like, an yeah. Hit. This thing's a killer ambush predator. It's awesome. And that's such good... I, again, like, Tomo Beast does such a good job of setting up, like... I love... You know, like, in The Witcher? Yeah. When you have to, like... You've got to do your research. You've got to prepare yeah. you've for these You've got to know what you need to use, yeah. And so, like, knowing that being like, Hey, if you're going to travel this stretch of land here, always have a torch lit. Never not have a torch lit. Otherwise, you're fucked. And they're like, why? Yeah. It's like, well, it's like we can let it go out. It's like, ah, shit, the wind blew out. Like, we'll get it. No, like, at all times, gang. <laughs> the the Amicook will get you. It will get you. It will get you. Yo. That's no, very, very funny. And he ugly. He is, he's so ugly. This is not a pretty friend. Oh, damn. But would this thing, we, we've done a lot. We've had a lot of fun here today. We've had a lot of fun here today, yeah. Let's let's take a moment to just like revisit our roots for a sec. Okay. Let's think make a good pet. It might. <laughs> like here's what I was thinking. Yeah. You know what this would be really good at? What's that? Arctic capture the flag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, they've got okay. tremor sense. So it's like, you know, the people that are defending the flag, like, you know, they're like, they could like be underground or like in a nearby pool. And then like, they know if people are coming and they jump out and catch them. But then like, like, is this like one Amicook versus like regular people? Like, no, this is is like an Amicook team. Oh God. Like an Amicook 
Capture the Flag League. Oh, boy. That or it's one part people, one part Amicucks. Jesus, it'd be so bad. Hey, they they understand common, so like... So they can like, take direction. <laughs> yeah, they can take direction. Oh, man. This thing would be... I think this thing would be a bad pet. You think it'd be a bad pet? I think so. Okay, why because is that? It would, because it would just try to eat you. It, I mean, but like most things we talk about would try to eat us. Yeah, this would have to be like this is one of those things that's like you know like people say not to have like if you live in the south like don't own a husky because like they yeah. need like that oh, they, yeah. cold weather yeah, like yeah you you would need to live in like an arctic oh you gotta live in the arctic yeah like ice which, or some shit or hoff <laughs> and if you're if you're doing that you need to be okay with living in that environment without fire yes because otherwise you're going to psychologically torment your ammy cook that would be very pissed off yeah yeah like you'd have to be like a frost giant or something mm-hmm. actually or, that, like that would be a pretty good setup i think or like an awakened like harp seal something like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> arr, arr, get over here arr, arr. sorry we don't talk about the awakened spell enough in D. It, it's pretty it's pretty dope yeah your uh your guy's stronghold got a uh friendly pine tree that protected thanks to the yeah, yeah, spell. Yeah, he did. I forgot about him. Thanks, Albrecht. God, what was what was the pine tree's name? Steever Green. Yes, yeah, Steever Green. Because <laughs> Ryan was like... What like was Steever Green's girlfriend's name? Connie. Connie. Because <laughs> <laughs> Ryan was... The, the tree was like, I want a name. And Ryan was like, Steve. And the tree went, mm, no. <laughs> and then he went, Steever Green. And he went, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. Oh, these things, these these things is nasty. These things is nasty. I gotta say, I picked a bad one just because I wanted to make an amicucus. I mean, it's a it's a big boy. It's a pretty big boy. It fits the criteria, <laughs> and again, gives me something to use the next time I run a D and D game. Yeah, yeah. Things things make it up to the far north. There you go. There you go. Alright, was well, that wrap up Amy Cooks? I think that wraps up Amy Cooks. Because right. frankly, I'm tired of looking at their mugs. <laughs> well, let's move on to our last friend of the day, which is also a huge aberration. Uh, this is the Shukankor, which is, uh, as I described it earlier to Zach, a big murder ostrich with hands. Hey, Griff. Yeah. What's up with his eyes? I think that's the aberration part. I think I'm, I'm going to go before I read anything. I'm going to say it's got like a brain parasite or something or like some sort of parasitic thing lives inside this thing. And it's got tentacle tendril eyes instead of real eyes. It's got a bunch of little eye stalks. Yeah. 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 The Shukankor has gaudy green and purple feathers, stunted humanoid limbs, a cruel vulture-like beak, and multiple eyes that swivel about on long, lime-colored stalks. It hoots diabolically as it approaches. (laughs) Good lord. Um, Moving away from the north, these things are wasteland hunters. Desolate badlands, deserts, and wastelands warped by foul sorcery are the prime feeding grounds for these colorful aberrations, who use their vicious claws and beak uh, to kill and devour any creature they encounter. Nice. Due to their enormous size, they sometimes resort to eating rotting and undead flesh, and they can even eat rocks, plants, and dirt in a pinch. Because they are intelligent monsters, Shukankors can be uh, can be parlayed with, though their demands are usually extravagant and vile. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I've always wanted a TiVo. <laughs> it's like they haven't made, like TiVo's like a service. Like pause and rewind live television. Please and thank you. (laughs) All right, gang, quick huddle. They haven't made a TiVo in like (laughs) 10 years. And while you're at it, throw in a (laughs) Tom-Tom. Fucking Tom-Toms. I haven't thought about that in a long time. It's not that we can't acquire these things. It's just that no one makes them anymore. And and there's a reason why. It's because they're terrible. (laughs) Yeah, why does this thing want obscure technology? (laughs) 
<laughs> this, uh, there's also this tag here of strength in numbers. The Shukan Corps, sorry. The Shukan Corps' ability to temporarily replicate itself aids in aids greatly in battle, especially when it is outnumbered or facing a particularly powerful opponent. Sorry. These replicas are smaller, weaker clones of the Shukan Corps that obey its telepathic commands and even sacrifice themselves to protect their creator. Shukan Corps are neither female nor male and reproduce by allowing their replicas to remain alive. <laughs> After a day, these replicas become free-thinking and separate from the parent Shukan Corps. A month later, they grow into full-sized Shukan Corps with all of the powers of their progenitor. What the fuck? <laughs> And can you reproduce by budding? <laughs> can you? Can, can, can you? Can you? Can you? Okay. This is sure. horrible. <laughs> what the? F- how did this happen? This thing's a huge aberration. It's chaotic evil. AC 17, 115 hit points, 50 foot speed. Plus six strength, plus four con, middling otherwise. Resistance to non-magical attacks, immune to poison... Dark vision of 120 feet and speaks deep speech. Please, Klingon. Yeah, it was like Klingon or something. Yeah, hey, that, that yeah, I've been studying my my deep speech. So nice. Uh, it has many eyes, as we discussed earlier. Uh, it has advantage <sighs> on perception checks that rely on sight and on saving throws against being blinded, and it has this ability called self-made pack. Where the Shukan Corps has advantage on attack rolls against a creature if at least one of its duplicates is within five feet of the creature and the duplicate isn't incapacitated. So it's like selfish pack tactics. It makes three attacks, one with its beak and two with its claws. Uh, Beak has ten foot reach, plus ten to hit, Jesus, and uh, deals 2d8 plus six piercing. Claws are plus ten to hit, 2d6 plus six slashing. And here's this uh, duplicating terror ability. Once per day, oh god, the Shukan Corps magically duplicates itself, creating four replicas. Hey gang, just real quick, that's not what duplication means. Duplication is doubling. You're making four. Uh. It quadruplicates. It quadruplicates. (laughs) I don't know if that's the word or not, but whatever. Uh, each replica uses the uh, uses the statistics of an axe beak, which is that weird bird with the yeah. with the axe like beak with the axe. Yeah, not the, that's the one. Uh, except it also has the Shukan Corps' many eyes and self made pack traits. The Shukan Corps can communicate telepathically with a replica as long as they're within 120 feet. The replicas act as allies and obey telepathic commands. The replicas remain until killed or dismissed by the Shukan Corps as a bonus action. Slain or dismissed replicas melt into a foul-smelling puddle of green goo. Yuck. A replica that survives for 24 hours breaks its telepathic link with the Shukan Corps, becoming a free-thinking creature and grows into a full one after a month. And now, the Shukan Corps... Here's, here's my question. Yeah. yeah. So it grows into a full Shukan Corps after a month. So is it like a after a month all at once it grows? Or is it over the process of that month it grows? Like is it uh, like a month pass and, and it you know Super Mario? Where, 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 where? <laughs> <laughs> I think in my in my heart I think it grows um, over time, but in my soul it Super Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and then the main the uh, Shukan Corps Prime has the uh, a sacrifice replica reaction. Well, when a creature the Shukan Corps can see targets it with an attack. The Shukan Corps forces a replica within five feet of it to jump in the way. The chosen replica becomes the target of the attack instead. So this thing nasty as well. Yeah, they just sit there and run up. I got you, parrot me! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this thing's pretty yeah, nasty. Yeah, what's the relationship of, like, is it like a gotta be on Shukan Corps Prime's good side so I can make it out of these 24 hours alive? Yeah, or I don't know. It- well, because, like, like, it, like, the fact that it can just be like, you know what? No, there's not going to be any extra me's today, and it just dismisses them. Like that's yeah. pretty. Like that's rough. That's like, that's a rough way to live. Like they yeah. have to really like suck up. Like you know, like the one sits there just like the hello my baby, hello my honey, <laughs> just trying to like distract it long enough that it can yeah. get away. Like 
I'm free. They live, they live that 24 hours in like abject fear and terror. And then once that 24 hours passes and they're free from that link, it's like, <gasps> I'm mean, get the fuck out of here. I, I, I gotta, I gotta go. Chase it. Dang, man. You ever, uh, you ever watch the dark crystal? Uh, no. Okay. Never mind. My, my reference is useless. The, the listeners might enjoy it. No, oh, well, there's a, there's there's one. Uh, oh God, there's it, like the all the evil like bird puppets, and one of them sits there and goes all the time, and um, that's all I'm hearing. Like it's a lot high more uh, higher pitched. I'll send you a video later, Greg. Okay, but cool. uh, yeah, that's all I'm hearing from this thing is that horrible high pitched sound. Now you could. I wasn't. I wasn't super on board with um, Ami Cook capture the flag. Yeah. Uh, um, how do you feel about Shukankor like desert racing? Like, like, and the duplicates are like the items you have in Mario Kart. <laughs> they just throw themselves. At yeah, things? yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, ostrich racing is already thing, so like, yeah. But this is like gigantic death ostrich racing. Yeah, it's with it's, items, and you throw. Yeah, but you've got a bag, and you like give like a stick of dynamite to one of them, and then you throw it. <laughs> yeah, you get assigned four random ob. You pick four objects out of a out of a big box, and those are what your replicas are allowed to use as uh, 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 restricting uh, uh, obstacle weapon things. Because yeah. mm-hmm. one, sometimes you will just get a banana peel. Yeah, but then sometimes you might get the stick of dynamite, which is like getting the blue shell. I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. It's a very, it's a, it's like, it's a blood sport, but like a different kind of blood oh, sport. Oh, yeah. It's a, a very horrible it's, one. It's a, it's a, a foul-smelling puddle of green goo sport. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no one comes out of that race clean. No. You, you gotta wear, it. like, a full, like, hazmat suit. Oh, definitely. Like, as the yeah. rider. Yeah. It's pretty gross. Yeah. Nasty. Nasty, indeed. You know, sometimes we come. Sometimes we come up with creatures that are so cool. We have we like we don't have anything funny to say. I think this thing is just gross enough that we that don't we're want like to say. that we're like you know what? Fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah. Is can, can we talk about the hands? The hands are troubling. Yeah. It's like if I were to, you know like if you live long and prospered and yeah. it's got like the just like the three the three fingies. Yeah, it's like yeah 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 yeah. So I got triangle hands. <laughs> Is that your diabolical hooting? Yeah, it's my diabolical uh, uh, hooting. It's also got like so like the feathers like so you know it's it's torso is covered in these like green. Actually, it does have some pretty nice plumage. I will say. I was gonna say it's got like peacock feathers kind of yeah. back. Which like, what other um. In in Shukankor racing, what other like stylings could you do of like these feathers, uh, like oh. colors and patterns and stuff? Like, would, there, would there be branding like a NASCAR? Oh God, I don't know. Well, is it that or is it like just like sort of like pseudo like saddlebag sort of things that like go over the Shukankor, and then it's like you know Dewalt yeah. drills. <laughs> 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 that's the ad you know to all drills. <laughs> you know you hear a shukankor uh, uh cackling in the background it's just <laughs> you know, you know. all drills. <laughs> hashtag not sponsored not hashtag not sponsored but hey dewalt i use your uh, your drill and impact driver at work every day so hey i would up. want a like 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 you know could we could we recolor this thing in like you know pet shop purple Oh, probably. With, like, we had this discussion off mic once. Like, obviously we have Pet Shop Purple. Yeah. But I think I, we, we are uh, differing, I think, on, like, our secondary color. Cause I yeah. Think you said, like, a teal? I think, like, or... yeah, like a teal would be nice. Because in my head it's always been, like, orange, like purple and orange. That's, see, that's also very good. Could do all three. Yeah, you you know me from decorating uh, 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 boxes at the old cookie mines. Mm-hmm. That uh, I do love that 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 purple and orange. It's uh, uh, true. Color, color that match. was your like go to, and yeah. it's funny because I think I used like a turquoise, like a teal. See, see, see I liked the, like like purple's a fun color to like pair colors with. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like like they're not like it doesn't go well, but like it's dynamic. Yeah. 
It, it aren't colors the fun? Eye. Aren't colors great? I mean, I got these cool lights that are uh, flickering around. There's like some yellow and some green, some yeah, like blue and some purple. It's nice. It's pretty, it's pretty nice, man. Yeah, but yeah. So is, uh, that, like, is that it? Is that it for shoe can cores? I was just I wanted yeah like a, like oh. a good shoe can core colors for when we enter you know the third cyclical shoe can core races. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, because well, we, we we we've of course got to you know mm-hmm. like. In this business, we can't call ourselves proprietors of the multiversal and fantastical without taking part in the shoot core races. So yeah, it's really like a it's a it's a business decision. It's a, that and it's a point of pride, really. And there's like and like we can make a lot. Of we can money. make a like, lot like of if, money if we place the right bets, like and like talk to the right people. Griffin, when we get when we're still doing the show and we're like seventy. Mm-hmm. Are we just going to be those two old misers who are just like whole not like are we going to be Statler and Waldorf just kind of like presiding over an empire with a, an iron fist? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what it feels like to me. Remember, remember when we started the show and I like I think it was Chase who made the joke about like we're we're like like true neutral capitalists or something yeah. like that. And then, like, we've lived through, are still living through, like, global pandemic, and we've gotten older and wiser and realized, like, the, the legitimate, like, problems and sins with capitalism. Yeah. How long are we going to maintain that? Like, are we, are we going to become Iron Fist capitalists in our old age, or are we going to see the lights and make this shop, or, like, or, like you know, or like... A truly or, a force for good? Yeah. Because, like... Uh, uh, that's where I'd like to, us to be, but also that money. The, the money, though. <laughs> um, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this later. We'll, we'll, we'll put something on the books. Um, let's just you and me. But yeah, Shukan course. Shukan core and Shukan core racing and Shukan core racing accessories available and sh- at petshopcast.com. Yeah, that's the one. Beautiful. Thank you so much everyone. thank you lovely listeners and friends and supporters of the business that we yes. find ourselves in yes mm-hmm. thank you for the thank you for the money for the money anyway Ooh, uh that money, money though, though. <laughs> Uh, we love you greatly. Thank you so much for for dealing uh, with us yet again for another episode. Um, as per usual, if you liked our show, consider checking out all the other shows on the Ghost Light Media Network. Uh, we got lots of them, and they're all really, yeah. really great. You can go to ghostlightmedia.net, see all of our shows, where that's where our website is. Our uh, website. All the cool shows that we are uh, running right now. You can, you can also... A- you can also on that website click this nice little merch button at the top. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say merch. Awesome. Uh, I, we just recently released some merchandise for uh, Zach's new show, The Silent Secrets. Yes, yes, we got a couple cool, cool new looks. We got that that brand, you know, that The Silent Secrets, you know, brand that you can put on whatever. And then we also got one. It's a a, a soup or natural, which um, we like. Soup or natural? S- not soup or natural, like. Just supernatural, oh. but but, but yeah, soup oh. is soup. So it's soup. Nice. Yeah, yeah. M- much like how like when we play Monster Hearts, it's like you know like what's your weird like you know like we always have like a term for it. Yeah. Uh, for that, it's soup is the term. Like it's like <laughs> oh hey Avery's got soup. <laughs> so supernatural. Fucking amazing. It's very good. <laughs> If there's ever anything you want us to talk about on this show, uh, whether it be a fiction, a type of creature, if you have questions about, like, if you want us to play matchmaker for your D&D character, see what kind of pet would be good for them, hit us up on Twitter at PetShopCast, or if you're a subscriber to our Patreon, you can also talk to us on a private Discord server that Zach and I frequent. Yes. So, yeah, check that out. But, yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. Uh, I think that's everything. Thank you all so much for listening. It's been lovely chatting with you all again. I have been Griffin. I have been Zach. And just remember, folks, at the end of the day, it's all about love, baby. Bye. Thank you all for listening to episode 83 of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at PetShopCast. 
on our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and all of the amazing people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons Connor, Chuck, and Carlin for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nicole Tuttle Rob for making our theme song. You can find Nicole on Twitter at Nicole Voice and on These Silent Secrets as part of Ghostlight Media. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Morand and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast, also a part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, treat yourself to something nice. I don't know what. I, I like chocolate. A bath bomb. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> this has been a Ghostlight Media production.